Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 48 of The Social Circus. My name is Sarah Thompson, and I'm going to be your solo um, presenter today on this episode. No guests for you this week. But I wanted to talk about something that I did earlier this year that seemed like it was quite a shock and a dramatic move. And I wanted to share with you my thoughts and reasons as to why I had done this. So if you're listening to this, um, hopefully live, or maybe you're listening to it catch up, it is March 2023, (laughs) just to give you some context. And a couple of months ago, so in January in 2023, I made the decision to close my Facebook group. Now, this is something that I got a lot of backlash about and I got a lot of emails and comments and texts and a lot of people asking me what was going on. Was my business closing? Was everything okay? Why had I done this crazy thing? And I can see from um, from the outside looking in why this seemed like a strange thing to be doing. Now, many of you will know that I actually teach um, Facebook groups. I have an online course on Facebook groups and I teach them Uh, I teach you how to use it as a marketing tool. So on the one hand, I'm teaching you how to use it as a strategy. And on the other hand, I'm closing my own Facebook group. So it felt really incongruous from the outside looking in as to why I would be teaching this and not following my own strategic advice. So I thought today's episode would be a great chance for me to dive in and to talk a little bit about my Facebook group, my journey and where I have moved that kind of part of my business to. So if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I've had a Facebook group. I think it was about five years. And in that time, it has grown and it has evolved. So uh, when I first started the group, I think it was called Facebook Marketing with Sarah. I can't actually remember. Um, And then I had a couple of iterations of it. And then just before I launched my podcast, I changed it to the Social Circus Community Um, because I felt like that was more encompassing of what it is that I do in terms of not just being about Facebook, but about social media and about digital marketing. And um, over the years that I've had that group, it has been a wonderful experience for me and for my members of that group. So when I first started the group, I actually took a little look back on the group before I recorded today's episode because I've used it for many things over the years and I thought it would be good to share some of these experiences with you because They've been really fantastic from a marketing perspective. So um, I still every week share on my social media a on, on a Monday some content ideas for the week ahead because I know that that is something that people struggle with constantly in social media. And that's something that I've done for quite a long time. Now, when I first started my Facebook group, I used to share in there every day. My goodness, it was a lot of work. Um, content ideas for that day. So it was quite hectic. I used to sit and schedule it like 30 days in advance. I gave people lots of help and support. So giving them lots of free guidance with an area that I knew was one of their specific struggles. I also allowed people to um, join the group and promote their businesses. And I realized quite quickly that was a bad idea. And I moved it to having theme days. So like every day of the week had a specific theme. I can't remember what day was promo day, but I did try and say to people, there's no point in coming in, dropping your stuff and not being present and expecting to promote yourself if you're not going to be looking at other people's content or participating in the group. So that has something that I have definitely struggled with and has been a challenge in terms of allowing people to have that promotional space because that's what we kind of want. 
but also honoring and respecting other members so they don't feel like they're being just spammed to by other people. So that was something that I tried and tested. And I think by the end of it, I had a pretty good handle on. I used to have one day a week that was a promo day. And I used to fluctuate um, or sort of change what I allowed people to promote. So sometimes I would say, share your podcast, share your Facebook group, share your Insta or Facebook or YouTube or Pinterest. So it was a way of growing other people's social media. And sometimes I would have offer days specifically around things like Christmas and Easter and Valentine's and Mother's Day, those kind of big ticket events where people are promoting. So I definitely learned over the years how to do that better and how to get better traction with my audience so that they felt that I was promoting them and allowing them to have that promotional space while still maintaining the integrity of the group. Now, when COVID hit, um, which is actually, again, three years ago this month, what a big um, month, March 2023 is, um, it was something that I looked into because I watched a lot of my audience, a lot of my clients and a lot of people that I followed really, really struggling. And so I used my Facebook group really exclusively to deliver tons of free content, to deliver free um I did a lot of challenges and so those were like five day challenges, seven day challenges, 10 day challenges. And I did those intentionally. I did them as free because I wanted to help and support people. I knew that businesses were struggling during COVID. I also did them as challenges because I wanted people to keep showing up every day. And I know that during COVID and I look back at how much I struggled myself, that it was really hard. It was really hard to be in lockdown. It was hard to watch your business wobbling. Um, and it was hard to kind of show up and be present when you were feeling anxious and you had all these things going on. So the challenges were really a way of allowing my audience to keep popping in every day, just keep taking small actions that felt like you were doing something in your business, even if you weren't busy. So those were very intentional in the way in which I used those and I used them um, all through 2020 and 2021. And to be fair, I felt like they had kind of run their course in one respect because People had definitely um, seen enough of them and I'd done enough of them. And in that time, I did grow a really engaged audience. And one of the things that I would say was that when I first launched, um, again, it was in March 2020, when I first launched my first digital course, which was called Facebook Marketing Launchpad, when I first launched that, um, I had most of the sales come from my Facebook group. So in terms of marketing and success and building an audience, I definitely had that success there. So that was really something that I loved and I felt very optimistic about. And I guess that's why I was really, um, really taken with the idea of supporting people during COVID. So um, again, people were always willing to buy from me that were in my Facebook group. From, from a marketing perspective, it absolutely worked. So the other things that I kept trialing and testing. So 2020, 2021, I did a lot of those challenges to keep people showing up. And I did keep marketing in there. I also then looked at running free classes because one of the things I found is that people, once they started to get busy again, didn't have that capacity to simply um, keep showing up on a daily basis, which is absolutely fine. That was the, the, the purpose of them was to help support people, particularly here in Australia and notably here in Western Australia. We were absolutely plagued by lockdown. So it was really, really hectic for all of us. And those challenges helped people to show up and gave them something to do. But then I kind of decided that um, I wanted to give some free classes and I wanted to test these out. So these free classes, um, I ran between one and four free classes a month. And that sounds like a lot, but I use them very much to support my list building. So if you were in my Facebook group, you could attend the free classes without having to provide your email address. 
Um, but if you wanted to receive the recording, you had to supply your email address. And that was a really, really effective strategy to grow my email list and support people so that if people didn't show up live, they could still get the recording of that class. Now, in 2022, I ran free classes every single month on content planning and content planning has always been one of my passions and something that if I'm really frank, I don't especially struggle with myself because I have great strategies. And so one of the strategies I wanted to teach people was that monthly content planning and that class was always popular. And I have to say, when I closed my group, I felt um, a twinge of sadness about not delivering that class because I love it so much. And I know it moves the needle for people so quickly in their capabilities to be able to create and manage content every single month. So that was one class that I offered. I did a free Canva class. I did a free um, Pinterest class. And I also did a free like a drop in coaching group coaching class. So all of those ebbed and flowed in their popularity. One of the things that is a massive challenge when you have an audience all over the world like myself is time zones. So I am based in Perth in Western Australia and we are, um, I know this is hard for Americans, we are AWST, which I know Americans have AWST or we're GMT plus eight. Now this puts me at the opposite time zone to like people in the UK and people in the USA. And this makes it really hard when people want to attend your classes live. And so what I was finding is as my audience was growing, particularly with overseas people, running these classes live was incredibly difficult because people simply couldn't attend. And I was getting more and more complaints that people simply weren't available in the time zone um, and that could I run them at different times. And I felt like I was being really flexible and offering them at different times. But at the same point, I also don't want to be working at night and early morning myself. So I would still run them between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. in my time zone to try and be flexible. But I felt like I was feeling like I was trying to be so flexible, I felt like I was going to snap. And that is definitely not why we're in business. So those were the challenges that I was facing. And in the second half of last year, one of the things that I noticed that despite at the beginning of the month, we'd send out an email telling everyone what time the classes were and where they were. In the group, we always put events up to let people know when the classes were. We would send out reminders. The number attending the classes was getting less and less. And this was really frustrating from my perspective because just because they were free classes doesn't mean they weren't great value. I was giving people excellent learning opportunities, lots and lots of support. And I kind of felt a little bit disappointed if I'm honest, because I was so busy in my business. I was already busy with my coaching. I was incredibly busy doing training across different programs that I trained for. And I just felt like these four hours a month were taking up time that I simply didn't have. So I kept showing up. I asked my group what else they might like to see me train on, what else they might like. So I was trying to get feedback to see what people wanted and where people, you know, wanted me to go. Maybe I wasn't training across the right things. And there's a part of me that also thought that people maybe perceive the free classes as being a bit rubbish because they're free. And I know a lot of people offer free things and don't show up. And if you know me, I don't do anything by halves. Everything that I do is my best self. And those free classes were exactly that. So from my perspective, I knew they were great. From my, from my members' perspective in my group, I was unsure. So at that point, I was really um, considering and I always during – during December and January in my business, myself and my team all look at what have we done, what's working and what's not working. And um, my lovely VA, Claire, was doing, she always tracks my numbers. And one of the things that was really interesting was the decline in the number of people attending the classes. And when I looked on the flip side of that on my YouTube channel where all of the recordings were unlisted, the number of people actually watching them was declining. 
So I had this Facebook group that had a couple of thousand people in it that was not really engaged and connecting. And so over that Christmas period, I, I tend to try and have time off and I tend to, when I say time off, I try and step away from the client facing work and I try and just sit inside my business. And one of the things that I was exploring was, well, what can I do in 2023 to reinvigorate my Facebook group? And I really sat down because I have all the skills, like I have so many tactics and strategies that can help you engage your group, reconnect with your group, try things out. And I was kind of sitting with the idea of, um, will I offer different classes? Will I see what people want? I even put a poll in the group asking people what they would like from my group um, to, to kind of crickets, if I'm honest. And I was sitting there feeling like, is this right for me anymore? And um, I sat for a long time with that because there's a huge part of me that felt if I closed my free Facebook group, it was admitting that I had failed. And it felt really uncomfortable to do that because um, when you're in marketing and particularly when you're in a business like mine, you're very visible. So you know that people are watching you. And you kind of feel like, well, if I do this, is everyone questioning everything about my business? And the answer is yes, they are. So <laughs> I did want to kind of really reflect on whether or not this was the direction I wanted to go in. And as soon as the idea took seed in my head that maybe having this Facebook group wasn't right for me, the idea took hold. And I suddenly felt this lightness and this relief and this weight come off me that actually I wasn't going to have to spend most of December and January throwing my heart and soul into a marketing strategy for this group. Not sure if that was the way in which I wanted to go. So it felt like quite good to let it go. And I sat with there for a while and thought, but I've got all these people in there and I know many of them are my community and I know many of them are my audience. So my goal then was how do I keep these people connected and how do I bring them across to join, keep being part of my business and part of my community. So one of the things that I decided to do was move to a paid membership. And um, this membership is called the Blooming Biz Academy. And the idea behind this was to give my um, members of my group somewhere to go where they could stay connected with me. Um, inside this, they have lots of recorded classes, but every month we also do a group coaching class. So in that respect, they could still get access to me and my time. And what I found, which was really, really interesting was in January, when I kicked off my first group coaching class, um, I had 150 people in Blooming Biz Academy. Then I had 65 people show up and that was almost more than I attended like the six months previously in my Facebook group. And it really validated my decision that moving forward, a paid group and a paid membership was absolutely the right thing for me. So whilst it was a really, um, a really scary decision and a really big decision to make, it was definitely the right decision for me and my business moving forward. So once I had made that decision, I really worked hard on creating that, that membership proposition that would be really attractive to my members. And um, I then kind of braced myself because when I made the announcement in January, I did get a lot of terrible feedback. I had people emailing me. I had people commenting my group that they were really angry that I had done this. Um, and it was so interesting because I wanted to say, if you were so angry, why didn't you attend the classes and why weren't you engaged and why didn't you participate? But I can't put that back on them because potentially it didn't suit them to do that. So um, I did get people kind of unsubscribe, leave my world, leave my community. Um, and I guess that meant that that was the right time for them to do that. But again, inside my business, it felt super wobbly. 
I felt really scared about making this decision and changing my proposition and changing my offering. And I also felt quite scared in terms of when people meet me on social media or connect with me, my Facebook group was always the first port of call for them to kind of come into online social butterfly world. And so without that, what would their first port of call be? And this is where you have to think about your customer journey and how people move into your business. And I guess that really made me sit and think, well, I still have lots of free propositions. So I have this podcast that you are listening to right now. I have a YouTube channel that has free tutorials on it that go out really, really regularly. I also have an email newsletter that goes out every week where I share hints and tips. And in another world, I may go back to blogging. So I'm offering lots of free content to people and lots of support. I just wasn't doing it in the way in which I had done previously. And it, I, when I stopped and thought about that, I thought, no, that makes good sense. Um, I think I'm okay with that. And now that I look back and it's two months on from that decision, it is absolutely the best decision that I have made. Energetically, it has freed up my, um, it's freed me up from having something in my business that was limping along that didn't feel like it was successful. It freed me up from having to think about how am I going to reinvent this thing to make it work, which I absolutely could have this year, but it would have taken a heck of a lot of time and energy from me and my team to do that. And um, with no guarantee, as with all marketing, that it was going to work. So um, it was the right decision. Um, and moving forward, will I have a free Facebook group again? I don't know, potentially. So I had that Facebook group for five years in my business, which is no short amount of time. And I know that I have that group to thank for meeting some beautiful souls, having wonderful customers come and join me, having people um, connect with me, become have a relationship with them. So it absolutely served a purpose for my business in that time. But now that I have my membership, the interesting thing is now that I have that, seeing how people engage and interact with that has been really fascinating because a lot of people are really tuned in, they're really connected, they're really present in the group. And that to me has validated that the decision that I took was the right one. So I want to kind of put this all to you because sometimes we see things happen and I'm sure that you watched me close my Facebook group and thought, wow, I'm surprised that she did that. I wonder what her thoughts were behind that or why was she doing that? So I was inspired to share that with you in today's podcast. Um, it is a bit of a warts and all. I hope that you have learned some lessons from it for yourself. Um, first of all, you don't have to do everything for everyone all the time. You don't have to be everywhere all the time. And the other thing is that you have to do what is right for you in your business. And sometimes that doesn't always make your audience happy. And know that it's probably the right decision because if you're not feeling good about something, you're probably not putting your best self into it. And I know that for me over Christmas and New Year, when I was making those decisions, it felt so scary. And then when I actually put it into the public and I didn't get a good response, that felt ugh, felt really ordinary. But now with the benefit of a couple of months of space between me and closing my group, I feel so validated that it was absolutely the right decision for me. I feel so validated that it was the right decision to help my audience find their space that they're looking for or come into my paid membership. So I hope that you've learned something along the way. I hope that you feel confident to make the right decisions for yourself. And um, thank you for listening to my ramblings today about my Facebook group and why I closed it. 
I always love you all listening in. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favourite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.